you know? And, well, I mean, and it wasn't quite like that. It was pretty much like that. That's <laughs> it. everyone. Welcome back to Writing in Real Life, a podcast about writing, publishing, parenthood, and marriage. I'm Morgan Baden, and with me is my co-host and my husband and my co-author, Barry Liga. So I, I think at this point, we just have to cop to this being an occasional podcast. Yeah. <laughs> despite our, despite our best of intentions yeah. and, our, and our best efforts. Started as weekly, became bi-weekly, yes. and is now just, you know, when we can get around to it yeah sadly it, it's, it's been it's, it's just been a really crazy time it and, has and as i've said many many times we're not getting paid for this <laughs> so you people take what i give you and you like it so this is a, like a very special episode tm of writing in real life it is the episode where we talk about Sex. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about... (laughs) I was getting so excited and so happy. No, we're going to talk about our book. Yeah, yeah. We have hinted about it. We've dropped little clues about it. We've referred to it obliquely for months now, and it has finally been announced. If you follow my Instagram stories, Uh, you've been seeing little snippets of it. There you go. Not the actual copy, don't worry. Oh, okay. Just like... Still lifes of my laptop and me being, you know, writing something pithy about editing or something like that. Anyway, now we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, uh, The Hollywood Reporter uh, broke the news a few weeks ago. What, three weeks ago now? I feel, yeah. I feel yeah. Like it yeah. Uh, three, four weeks ago uh, that Barry and I have co-authored a book. It's called The Hive. It comes out in fall 2019. But there's a twist. <laughs> and not just a plot twist. Not, there are several of those. No, but um, but this book came about in a very interesting way. Uh, so why don't you kick off the story? So uh, about a year and, and change ago, yeah. I got an email from my agent saying, hey, uh, there's a publisher that is interested in talking to you about possibly writing a book for them. Anyway, they had this proposal that somebody had shown to them, and they liked it, and they wanted they needed an author to write the book based on the proposal. Again, I normally do not work this way. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, I <laughs> do work this way. Right. So You've for ghostwritten the, books like that. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens is they approach you with a pretty comprehensive outline slash proposal slash synopsis, and you just take it and run. Right. Um, I mean, even in my work for hire projects like Thanos and the Flash books, I came up with the ideas. Right. Like, nobody told me, write about this. Here's an outline. It was, here's the character. Tell a story. Yeah. So in this case, I was being given the story. And the, the thing that intrigued me is that this, this proposal came from Jennifer Beals. Yes, that Jennifer Beals. Yes, that Jennifer Beals, also of The L Word, recently of the TV show Taken. Um, She and her production partner, Tom Jacobson, had come up with this idea for a book called The Hive, and they had written a a pretty substantial outline. Uh, It was about 16 pages long. Mm -hmm. Um, In Hollywood, I think they'd call it a treatment. Yes. And uh, And I want to give a shout out to Tom as well. Um, Not a household name, but certainly the projects he has worked on are 
iconic. We'll put a link to IMDb yes. in the show notes. <laughs> but, but truly, yeah. he is an iconic figure. Yeah. So they, the two of them had come up with this idea together, and they're not writers. Um, and so they needed somebody to write it. So they went to the publisher, and they said, hey, here's this idea. You know, Could you get somebody to write it? And apparently what happened was the publisher suggested a number of people. Jennifer and Tom looked at these people's work and just weren't weren't thrilled. And finally Jennifer said, and and I'm quoting her here, she said, and then my daughter said, hey, what about Barry Liga? Because <laughs> apparently Jennifer's daughter is a big Barry Liga fan. And so Jennifer said to the publisher, hey, my daughter and I really love this guy, Barry Liga. Could we get him? And the publisher said, we'll give it a shot. So they got, so the publisher got in touch with me and, and it came at the worst possible time. Because I was deep in Flash, and I was working on a couple of other things. Mm -hmm. And people know what my 2017 was like. Mm -hmm. um, actually, this was in 2016 that this happened. But I was already gearing up for stuff. And so I wasn't sure about it. So by early 2017, as we're waiting for the baby <laughs> um, to come, uh, I showed you the proposal. Right. Because there is a big uh, social media element to this book. Right. We'll talk a little bit about that sure. later. But one of the things that was holding me back was the realization that I'm not a big social media guy. It would be a lot of, it's not my natural field. And it would take a lot of research for me to, to do the book justice. But I wanted to get your read on it since, yeah. since that is your field. Like, you know, does this seem interesting? Does this seem viable? Does it seem modern right. or is will it be dated right, right away so i gave it to you to read which by the way i violated a non-disclosure agreement to do that because oh. i wasn't supposed to show it to anybody but i showed it to you anyway and what did you think when you saw it so keeping in mind i had just had a baby so i don't remember much <laughs> no but um i remember i read it and i thought oh this is very intriguing because it is a twist on, on, I think what most people expect or envision when you say it's a book about social media. Right. Um, there have been many of those, past and present. You know, YA novels that uh, incorporate social media in interesting ways, and they're cute and fun, and yes, immediately dated because right. they are hinging on a particular platform. This was not like that. Yeah. Um. The other intriguing thing is that it's a thriller. It's a, a techno thriller, sort of. Right. And I thought that was an interesting take on the social media component as well. Um, but it was definitely something that I read and I was like, this is cool. I could write this. Yeah. Like, I would love to write this. And I think your interest and enthusiasm in it made me realize, you know, that I didn't have the time to write it uh -huh. properly. But I had time to write half of it properly. Right. <laughs> and we had always talked, longtime listeners know, that we've always talked about working together. Right. At some point. And suddenly it just seemed right. It all just kind of fell yeah. into... So I had lunch with Jennifer uh, about a month after our son was born. Yeah. And I said to her, look, you know, this is sort of interesting. I think the only way I could or would do this is if I wrote it with my wife. And Jennifer was 100% on board with that. Uh -huh. So uh, I told my agent, go back to the publisher, tell them I'm interested, but I'm going to write it with my wife. Uh -huh. And the publisher came back and said, that sounds great. 
I mean, we had to pitch me a little bit. Well, yeah, because they didn't know who you were because right. your work has all been ghostwritten. Right. But once we explained to them yes. that you have the writing bona fides from being a ghostwriter and also that you are the social, social media, media goddess of, you know, one of the largest publishing companies in the business. Right. They were like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, and and they agreed to let us do it, and, and we did. Now, that's a very simple... Uh, retelling of the second part of the story. Sure, sure. <laughs> Which is that um, it took a very long time. Listen, we all know publishing is slow. Yeah. This was compounded by several factors. Um, and so you got this call in late 2016, yeah. as you said. Yeah. Um, we did not finalize the contracts until, what, March of 2018? Yeah. 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 So a full year and a half, essentially. Yep. Just working on contracts. Yep. But you and I started the book last summer. So summer of 17. Yes. And we turned it in in March of 18. Yes. And No, sorry, April. April of 18. And it just got announced in May of 18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is fascinating. Again, like, I know publishing is slow. But to sit on this end of it. And be like, oh, wow, it is so slow. It's not always this slow. Right, but right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was a very, very slow process. And I think it's, it's funny that you say we started writing it in summer of 17 because you started writing it in summer of That's 17. That's correct. Because yes. true to my word, I did not have time to start working on it. We needed to start in summer of 17. Uh-huh. I was knee deep yes. in so much at that point. That I basically, you and I sat down, and I should say, you know, we had this very uh, detailed outline uh-huh. treatment proposal from from Jennifer and Tom, and one of the first things we did when we agreed to do this was we sat down with them and said, here's what we're not going to do right. from the treatment. Here's what we're changing. Here's what we're changing, and we had a very long conversation with the two of them where we explained what we felt needed to change, what we felt needed to be different, what should be emphasized, what should be downplayed. And they were great. They, yeah. you know, they oh. had, they had zero ego about it at all. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they, they said, this is why we wanted you to put your spin on it. Um, so yeah, so you and I sat down and had some, some long talks about what the book needed to be. And then you just started writing. I did. You uh-huh. just started writing and I was working on other, I was working yeah. on Thanos, I think. Yep. And, uh, and flash and flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were immersed in comic book worlds. I, I'm always immersed in That's comic true. Book, whether I'm working on it or not. I'm and always I was immersed, immersed in, in comic like book deep dark social media, right. the worst of humanity, which is what you do all the time. The, exactly, anyway, so it, exactly. it worked out. It worked out very well. <laughs> Anyone who works in social knows that you see the worst of humanity. Yeah, yeah. no, but um, and it's so funny because when I think about this book, and particularly when I look at the first hundred pages or so, oh, I have such tight vivid memories of writing it because uh, let's talk about how we wrote it yeah the actual physical act of it um i wrote my portions of this book on the train on my commute in every morning to work right to my full-time job you would every day you would get to work and you would text me a word count Uh (laughs) it was really cool Uh um i averaged about 800 words which i mean that's phenomenal that's phenomenal for like a 35 minute train ride yeah first thing in the morning yeah um, but I want, I do want to talk about a couple of things sure. that I learned from that. Um, and I should say the second place that I wrote was every Saturday morning when I took our daughter to dance class Yeah. and parents are not allowed actually in the studio. We have to stay in the waiting room. And that was 45 minutes alone again, 
on Saturday mornings where I could write, which was very nice too. Anyway, so just the memories are very funny because I think of like little girls in tutus <laughs> and delays from New Jersey Transit. Right. So, um, anyway, but in terms of the actual writing, um, I think people are interested in like how we split this up. How do you co-write a book with someone? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's probably different every time. Probably. You know, uh, especially depending on who the collaborators are. And you, you have experience with this. Yeah, I mean, when I wrote After the Red Rain with with Peter and Rob, it was very different because I did all the actual writing. I would consult with them. I would send them pages. They would give me, they would say, oh, what if this happens instead of this? But then I would write that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Whereas, you know, you were actually writing pages and I was writing pages. Yeah. I don't know what, twice a week maybe we would have these touch base meetings at night. Right. After the kids went to bed where we were like, here's what I've done. Here's my question. What do you think about this? And, you know. And, and let's be honest here. Sometimes it wasn't after the kids went to bed. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah, the kids yeah. would be playing, goofing around. Uh-huh. And we'd be sitting on the sofa talking, talking about, about this. The high fr- yeah. 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 Um, but it was a really neat experience co-writing with someone. I've always wondered when I've looked at past authors or other books, other authors uh, who have done this. And I was like, do they like sit in an office together and right. sit over a computer one over the other shoulder like like no. desks facing each other right. laptops back to back yeah yeah it was not like that i can't imagine us. doing that no. no but i mean it was it was sort of you know you wrote this stuff and then and then i would read it yeah and sort of for lack of a better word edit it yeah. while uh-huh. i was going along and then later when i wrote stuff you would look yeah. at it and and it was nice because there was always a fresh set of eyes on everything that was written. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a huge advantage. Uh-huh. Another huge advantage, too, is that, you know, I mean, quite frankly, there was stuff I just didn't want to write. And, yeah. and, and you wrote it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. yeah, this is great. I don't yeah. have to write the stuff I don't want to write. Well, and there is a big technology element to this book. And I don't speak tech the way right. you do. Yeah. <laughs> so that was also super helpful for me. Like, there, I, I, some of my favorite moments, I have to say, are like, Sometimes if I was writing a certain scene and I knew it needed to be layered with some tech stuff, I would just put like in capital letters, Barry, insert tech stuff here. Right. Whereas I would get pages from you. Oh, yeah. The one time. (laughs) That said like, um, you know, in in big block parentheses, something like, um, I don't know how humans speak. Make them sound human. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. It was was like insert lovey-dovey stuff here. No, it was something like, how do humans express their emotions (laughs) in situations like this? Yeah. So that was fun. Yep. (laughs) Um, And it was also neat to like know that, listen, writing a book, it can be like a long kind of isolating process. Yeah. And... This didn't feel like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, we just, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I have to, you know, at one point we, when we were about at the halfway point, we gave Tom and Jennifer what we had written. Yep. Um, just so that they could see what we were doing and what the tone was, what the voice was, all that stuff. And I remember we got on the phone with them with a conference call between the four of us. And I remember Tom 
saying, you know, they had emailed us before we got on the phone to yeah. ask us some questions and point out a couple concerns of theirs. And, uh, and you know, you and I said to them, oh, you know, yeah, we're okay with this and we think this, blah, blah, blah. And, and Tom was like, well, I'm glad you guys agree between yourselves because we were worried we were going to cause arguments or, <laughs> or fights, you know, in your marriage. And I joked, I said, the only thing we don't fight about is this book. <laughs> but it's true. Like, we didn't. Except for one thing, yeah. which eventually you then came around resolved. You yeah. came around to my way of thinking. Um, except for that one thing, we didn't have a single disagreement while we were writing this book. And certainly none that like rose to any level yeah. that I mean, made me remember it. We, yeah. you know, we were just simpatico the whole time mm-hmm. we were writing it, which, I, I, which quite frankly shocked me. Well, and the other thing that's really interesting that both our editor and Jennifer and Tom noted was that you can't tell who wrote which part. Yeah. Which is a really big deal. Yeah. Um, especially in the beginning with the when we gave the first hundred or so pages to them for a, a gut check, um, knowing that it wasn't a fully smooth draft and right. that there was going to be work that needed to be done, et cetera. Um, they were like, this reads like one person wrote it. Yep. I can't tell. And that was a really big achievement, I think. Yeah. And especially, I mean, the longer the book went on, the more there were situations where we would be reading each other's stuff and making tweaks to it. Yeah. So, I mean, seriously, like there are legitimately like sections of this book where I wrote one sentence and then you wrote the next sentence. Yes. And, you know, so it's not even like by a scene or paragraph breakdown anymore. Sometimes it's by the sentence. Yep. These things are mixed in together. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it seems to work. Yeah. Um, what else? What about the writing process? I mean, I learned a ton from you. There you go. There it is. There you go. What did you learn, Morgan? Tell it, tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody what fruit my genius bore. I learned what not to do. No, I'm oh, kidding. Oh, <laughs> wow. Totally Oh kidding. man, it hurts. <laughs> Get me some aloe. It burns. No, there was a, um, this actually just happened last week. <laughs> In the editing process. So we do, um, listeners, we just turned in our first round of edits, what, two nights ago? Um, So we've been working on them for the past month or so. Yeah. And there was one element in the beginning where basically our editor thought that the main character needed to feel a certain emotion a bit more. Yeah. And I did that first pass and I did it and I think I did some fine things. I was really striving to, like, you know, figure out her motive and all that stuff and incorporate all the elements that the editor was talking about. And then you looked at it and you were like, I think we just this now just reads like we've bolted pieces to it. Yeah. Rather than merging something into a a, a new chapter, it, it feels like it was X and now it's X plus Y. Um. And that was a real, uh, like, I, I really took that to heart. And I was like, you're right. But I, and I knew that as I was doing it, but I hadn't been able to articulate what was wrong with it. So I think, and I think this is the case with anyone co-writing with anyone else or editing with anyone else. If you're paying attention, you really start to figure out um, the stuff that's maybe in your brain, but hasn't quite floated to the surface yet. Mm. Um to the surface of your consciousness yet so like you've got a little niggling like something feels off here but i don't know what it is and then like i don't know i feel like working with you reminded me or taught me 
to pay attention to those little voices. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell the story sometimes with, uh, with my first book, with Fanboy and Goth Girl. When I was writing it and when I was revising it and, and getting ready to send it in uh, to agents and everything, there were three things in that book that just seemed off to me. Okay. And for each one of them, I thought, you know, it's just I'm too familiar with it, and that's why it's bothering me. It's it's really not a problem. Um, and then we sold the book to Margaret Ramo at Houghton, and she sent me her editorial notes. And goddamn, <laughs> those were the three things yeah. that she that she zeroed in on. And that was a lesson to me that if something feels wrong yeah. to me, it's probably because there is something wrong there. Yeah. Uh, you know, tr- trust your gut on that. Don't assume that it's just familiarity breeding contempt. Yeah. Sometimes that can be it, mm-hmm. but not always. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think what helped me zero in on the problem with 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 that section of the book in particular this time was that you had written a lot of that section. Yeah. So I sort of like my ego was disconnected from it oh, yeah. because it wasn't me seeing like, oh, I messed this up. It was just, oh, this needs work. Yeah. You know, and uh-huh. I was able to just go into it neutrally. Well, and also with... Uh, obviously with fresh eyes, like in the sense that, yeah, I wrote it and then like rewrote it. Yeah. And then we were back here again. And I was like, it's, uh, you know, yeah. 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 And by that point you couldn't even look at it anymore. Yeah. Whereas I looked at it, it was the first time I'd looked at it in months. Yeah. 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 So, um, what else did you learn, Morgan? <laughs> I, I think I'm tapped out there. Very. Wow, that's it. <laughs> no, I, I mean obviously there are lessons along the way. Um, the other, probably the other biggest lesson is this is all achievable. Uh-huh. Like, I think, which you'd think I'd know that. I'm married to you. You've written 48 books since we've been together. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it feels like it. And also, I work in publishing. Right. And also, I'm a big reader. Like. Also, I, and also, I you've mean, written books. I, I ghost wrote my first book in five weeks. Yeah. Like, I know that it can be done. Yeah. I was also single without children at the time. But anyway, like, but this was another, I don't know. Sometimes writing a book feels like so daunting. Right. But then you, if you just work on it every day or, you know, consistently at least and just keep going and like stay focused and, I have a tendency to wander when I'm writing. Right. So um, if I'm in the middle of a chapter, it, it, it isn't always necessarily occurring to me that I need to achieve certain things in that chapter. And instead, I'm like off exploring what the sunset looks like or, <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. Um, so anyway, I think this really helped me like refocus how to how to write a book yeah. promptly. Well, and it also... I mean, it helped. I mean, this was really a, a weird confluence of, of events because it also helped that we had this outline. Now, oh, yeah. we didn't use everything in it. Nope. We changed a lot about it. But still, we had some kind of a structure yeah. that we could fall back on if we weren't sure what to do. Yeah. We could just go, oh, you know what? Tom and Jennifer had this idea. Why don't we use that or let's manipulate it a little bit let's massage it a little bit and do something different but we never we were never facing a completely blank page yeah yeah which it would have been very different if this was just you and i saying hey here's an idea for a book about backgammon let's go ahead and write it and then just sat down and faced a blank page together right that would be very different sure yeah so what about you major takeaways 
Um, regrets? Uh, regrets. I, I will. I will. Wow, tell... you're pausing a very long time here. I was half kidding with the regret. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I will tell this story for a very long time, and I won't give any specifics because, um, you know, the the book's not out yet. But there was a, a particular character in the book that I spent a lot of time building. Oh yeah. I spent a lot of time building up this character and and doing a lot of work on this character, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then you wrote a single paragraph where you just knocked this guy off his pedestal and just gutted him. And I, I was so stunned because I got to, you didn't tell me you were going to do this. And I was reading that scene and I got to that paragraph and I read it and I was like, son of a bitch, what did she do? And I was really angry and and it was just one paragraph. And I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna delete this paragraph. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna delete this paragraph. And 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 then I just thought about it and I thought, no, you know, like, like this is the nature of collaboration. Like yeah. I've got the baton and I hand it off to you, and and I handed it to you squeaky clean and you got dirt on it. But it's like, that's okay. Yeah. And it really I, I feel like it did things for the book. I think it was good. I think it was the right. It, I never would have done it in a million wow. years, but it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And that was really fun. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely one of those things where, you know, <laughs> uh, just where kind of, like your gut instinct, your gut reaction was, nope. Yeah. No, my, my gut reaction was, oh, hell no. Who does she think she is? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Um, but uh, I, I feel like – I do feel like we should tell people what the book is about. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's called The Hive. Mm-hmm. It is um, – uh, the, the, the term in science fiction is near future. Yes. So in other words, this does not take place in the year 8227 mm-hmm. when mankind has left Earth and you know lives among the stars. This takes place the day after tomorrow. Yeah. And the basic premise is that there is something called The Hive, which is a legally – um, blessed, legally mandated uh, function of the internet, which is basically, basically, if you go too far online, people can do things to you in real life. So your and it's, social it's media, all legal. your social media transgressions have real life consequences. Right. Yeah. If if enough people downvote you, mm-hmm. I don't think we ever use that term, but for lack of a better term, if enough people downvote you yep. online, this this hive protocol kicks in. And, like, mobs of people can come to your house. And depending on what you did, maybe they just break your windows or maybe they just break your head. Yeah. Depending on what you've done. And, um, you know, it, it to me, it's just possible enough yes. yeah. <laughs> that it's interesting to play with. Right. And the fact that it's not set 30 or 40 years from now, the fact that it's, you know, a year from now, yeah. two years from now, uh, really, really made it interesting to to mess around with. Yeah. There was a lot of um, a lot of really fun things to play with in yeah. it. So, so it was, you know, it was it was really fun doing this with you. It was, and and I think probably a natural question that people would have is, are you guys going to do it again? Hell no! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. I, I I think we probably will. I mean, it, it's a question of finding the right the right project. Finding the right project, like what yeah. what is the right thing to work on? Yeah. Um, and we'll just see. Yeah. Uh, but, but it was it was super fun. It really was. It really was. And um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm a control freak. I'm a prima donna, but it you know it it worked out really well. It is definitely 
much better than what it would have been if I had written it by myself. So I never would have written it by myself. So ditto. (laughs) So again, the hive fall 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll show you guys a cover when we have one. Of course. Um, And yeah, you can check out, um, my, I don't know if we treated it from writing in real life, but I'll get right on that. But you can check out um, my Twitter and Barry's Twitter and my website and Barry's website for um, more info or for the link to the Hollywood Reporter piece. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So um, so stay tuned for lots of cool things, I think, in the year ahead. Yes, we will keep you updated. Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> So that concludes this very special after-school episode of Writing in Real Life. Um, But we're so excited that we finally get to talk about it now. So um, maybe there will be a point in the future where you tell us to shut up because we're talking about it too much. That's true. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Find us at writinginreallife.com, on Twitter at WIRL Podcast. And, of course, head over to iTunes. Find us. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Leave us a comment. We like comments. We do. Um... And, you know, when there's a pre-order link available. Oh, hell yeah. We will be pushing that down your throats, guys. So Truth. Uh, anyway, so thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back soon. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.